Hi, and thanks for listening to another Six and Flow audio. The Real Life Guide to CRM Implementation If you're at the stage where you now need an enterprise CRM, then congrats on two fronts. The first is that your organization is big enough to warrant a powerful tool that will enable further growth. And the second is that you've realized that getting ahead in your space will require the automation and alignment benefits that come with an enterprise CRM. This is a hugely positive step, but it's always good to be cognizant of the fact that changing a CRM in a lot of ways is like moving your kids to a different school. For the kids, it's hugely disruptive. They won't like it, you'll have some temper tantrums and arguments, but in the long run you know that it's going to improve their lives and help them to achieve things they couldn't do before. The driving ethos for any CRM implementation should be, you've got a job to do and you need to do it effectively. Any initial disruption will lead to enhanced success for all users. So what's key to managing this change and ensuring that you're enabling your staff to use the new system effectively? It boils down to three aspects. First, clear direction with consistent training. Second, product championing. And thirdly, employing the 40-70 rule. The key to a successful CRM integration is realizing that every implementation is different and can be challenging, but they can be managed effectively by a strong team. Undoubtedly, you will run into some technical difficulties and internal personnel struggles along the way, but by using these three approaches, you should be able to effectively steer a CRM implementation through to success. In the blog below, we discuss what the approaches are and what examples and use cases you may find useful. If you've been tasked with leading the CRM implementation, then you're now in a position of great responsibility. This will be a transformational period for your company, so being at the helm shows that you're capable and trusted. The first thing you need to do is get buy-in from senior decision makers and work with them to create a clear framework. This will make your process immeasurably more positive and avoid a situation where you're pulled from pillar to post whilst trying to spin several plates. Clarity is always key in any CRM implementation. The processes used for positioning, onboarding, collaborating, executing and tracking will make or break your ability to implement the new system. Every organisation that is getting to the stage where you need an enterprise level CRM has obviously been doing a lot of things right. This means that they will have a lot of entrenched processes or ways of working, some of which will be great and others which will be cumbersome. You will need to be able to communicate and reach an understanding with the stakeholders of these processes and convince them that the new system will aim to achieve their organisational goals, but the processes and ways of working may change along the way. You need to make efforts to explain that this is not a reflection of their work, it's just a realignment to new technology. They should see changing the CRM as an opportunity for systemic change, not just some person rolling out a shiny new toy. Unfortunately, conversations around this situation can be tense, as people often don't like change. If you're going to convince them that this is the right thing to do, you need to be uncompromisingly clear on the positive benefits of what this change will achieve for them, and the eventual benefits they will see. Successful change management isn't about just the new system being updated. In many ways, it's more about the people and enabling them with effective processes and use cases being improved alongside their existing technology. Always remember that these people have got the organisation to where it is now, and their opinions are not only valid, but they are invaluable to a successful integration. A successful integration is not only about technology, but also users. What you need to do is listen to their problems and then focus ruthlessly on solving their issues with focused alignment. Alignment is the key strength that top companies wield to outperform their competitors. HR, marketing, sales and operations through well-executed CRM rollout can all become housed within one roof. This aligns the company's processes and infrastructures. Alignment requires clarity. More than anything, what you'll need during your CRM integration or migration, whether in-house or done with a CRM specialist, is clarity.
crystal clear clarity on needs, challenges, wants, wishes and proposed outcomes. You need to trim away the fat and get to the core of what the business does, who it does it for and why it's doing it. Then you need to start laying out the processes and eventually implement the tools. Start with understanding. When you start, the first thing that you should do is map all of the problems each department is having. The challenge here is that often teams won't actually have an understanding of where their friction points or misalignments between departments are. They may know their tools are broken, but they may not know that another department's tools are also broken. Start with high-level organizational questions, such as, what are your USPs? What are the organization's actual targets? What is your understanding of the ideal client fit for your company? Can you tell me your elevator pitch? Once you start to interview individuals across the organization, these questions will start to highlight any areas of frustration. Then start to break down the questioning into more targeted departmental questions or individual-based questions, such as what challenges do you face in your role? Who do you report to? Who reports to you? Please outline your role. How long is your average sales cycle? Then start to dig further into processes. What do you report on? What's your sales process's strengths or weaknesses? What's your least favorite part of the sales process? Who is involved in your sales process? Once we have done this, then we start to map out each of the processes. We find that visually, mapping these out as a group using post-its or a whiteboard is the best way to get a real understanding of what's happening. Often there will be multiple processes, new business, renewals, upsells. These are some of the most common that we see. However, when you map them all out together, this will help you to understand how the processes all fit. Once they are mapped, begin to look back at how you can streamline the process with automation and strip back non-essential aspects and identify blockers. Present your findings. Once you have a clear understanding of how the processes map out, you should then present this back to all the stakeholders within the process. This will ensure that you're all singing off the same hymn sheet, but it will also help to keep all the teams aligned. From this point, it will be far easier to clearly outline what can be done, what this process will look like, what it will improve, and the required steps and training that the team will need to do to remove friction. By giving a clear outline and direction, including the milestones along the way, you will set expectations and ultimately limit disruption. Projecting long-term direction and reaffirming needs and outcomes of the enterprise CRM implementation with positivity is another effective way to get buy-in. This will help you to mitigate friction from internal teams as systemic change can be challenging and uncomfortable. You need to be prepared for this and in the next section we outline how you can navigate internal friction. Let's be honest, when a lot of people hear automation, they think it's going to take their jobs or all the enhanced insights that people get will shed a light on all of their feelings. But this isn't the case. In fact, in most situations, it's the exact opposite. Automation moves people higher up the value chain. There is only a finite amount of time people can actually work and the company should be built around technology and processes that allow them to do this work and use their best talents for more effective outcomes. For example, Susan in sales is amazing at relationship selling, but she can't actually get on the phone because she's always writing follow-up emails. Sam in product design has 101 ideas about how he can improve the company's service offering, but he can't get away from his admin duties. In both of these cases, a CRM would improve their working lives. As the implementer lead, it's your job to highlight how this will benefit both of them. Remember, successful change management isn't about the new system being updated. It's about the people and enabling them with effective processes. However, this can be a difficult narrative to entrench in the business, and unfortunately, conversations around this situation can be tense, 
as often people don't like change. But in the next section we're going to look at how you can positively affect change when working through internal friction. Navigating a picnic, when the problem is in the chair, not in the computer. Sometimes there will be issues for implementers who are navigating internal stakeholders who may be wary of a new CRM. Technology in and of itself will not solve systemic problems, and as humans we're great at using technology to bypass issues without confronting the simpler and larger issues. But, as I've said previously, a CRM is for the benefit of people involved in the business, and this should always be in the front of your mind. A well thought out, well organised CRM implementation could bypass all of your issues and replace some of your workers, but this approach will hit the rocks. As the implementer, you need to focus on bending the CRM to make the lives of users better and aim for mass adoption and buy-in. Flexibility and awareness are a core component of any CRM implementation. A 0.01 increase in efficiency won't be as powerful as an entire sales team working effectively and happily within a new CRM. As the implementer, you and your team need to be self-aware in your ability to organise and execute aspects of the implementation project and empower the user to problem-solve themselves. The best approach to success is for you to vet, qualify and align the user's processes, staff and tools. Firstly, focus on how to solve their problems and be clear and positive about what will be required for them to achieve this. If users won't adopt the new system, then you run the risk of leaving them with a system that is never adopted. The onus is on you to ensure that you have a full understanding of the responsibilities they have and the benefits that this will bring to them. To successfully implement a CRM, you need to make allies, friends and champions within the organisation. Humans can be very predictable and tribal. We work better with people we like and we get jealous very easily. You need to use these two facts to secure buy-in throughout the entire organisation. Firstly, identify not only the major stakeholders within the company, but also the doers, as these people are going to be key in helping you with the technical details. Get these people on board by listening to their needs and making friends with them. Ensure that you work with and listen to every member of the team who will be exposed to the CRM. These people matter the most when aligning the project, so don't alienate them by listening to one group over the other. Your job isn't to get dragged into internal politics. To do this, you should consider having the head of sales, IT, marketing and any other internal department stakeholders involved in the first few calls, but also bring in representatives of their departments too. This may require some resources on their side, but securing this buy-in upfront will get the whole organisation aligned for success. Creating champions Once you have the friendship and buy-in, you need to select and empower your champions. Humans are naturally inquisitive and get jealous very easily. With the process of creating champions, you're going to use this jealousy, but in a positive way. For example, there may be doubts in a wider sales team about the new CRM, but when they see that Sarah from sales is doubling her targets and leaving on time every day, they'll soon begin to wonder why she's doing this. Soon the other staff will discover that Sarah was actually a beta test user for your new CRM alignment. She doesn't have to write emails anymore, she now focuses on selling, empowered using processes and technology that you've implemented. Once the other team see this, they will all want to get their hands on the new stuff. So how do you help happy customers become loyal champions? There's a common misconception that a champion is simply a user who is happy to advocate for something. And that's part of it. But what you want to achieve for your champions is something a little less tangible. It's not just somebody who's using this new CRM well. It's somebody who's fully integrated and willing to stake their own reputation on the benefits of it. These voices matter incredibly in creating validation, buy-in particularly in the early stages when a company likely doesn't have much weight. It's not easy and it takes time. It requires you as an implementer to pair short-term charm offensives with long-term focus and understanding what those individuals actually care about. 
Next, you should be creating touch points and milestones that allow you to build a connection with your champion and allows them to advocate the brand. This could be bringing them into stakeholder meetings or catch-ups to ensure that they're heard, giving them access to betas or processes before the rest of the team, or including them in any reports and asking for their feedback. The ultimate aim for a successful CRM implementation is to have full user adoption and every person comfortable, secure and skilled in using the platform. Now, whilst this is ideal, implementers need to be aware that attempts to ensure everybody is secure and knowledgeable sometimes can actually prevent full adoption by stifling self-learning. Returning to the child analogy, we want to give our kids the best in life, but doing everything for them early on means they won't be able to do it for themselves later on. Empowering users on the how and why of a CRM is key to their learning and adoption. In many cases I've seen, this allows the implementers to learn some new things too. Empowering problem solving with the 40-70 rule. Once you have a CRM up to the stage of first adoption, and you've trained the staff on some of the basic processes, you need to back off a little. Let the users begin to problem solve using the system in their own way and come up with some new processes. For example, in a recent implementation, we had a well-aligned process in place using HubSpot sales tools. But what we found was that as the sales team were overwhelmed with each of the solutions, we had to step back. We stepped back and implemented some more basic solutions and provided training on the different aspects of the tool, namely snippets, that would provide automation and time savings while still giving the sales team control. What happened next was that within a week and a few questions bouncing back and forth, the team had fully implemented a new process using snippets, but integrating them with a HubSpot file manager to create a host of processes. This achieved the same goal and had improved their experience and adoption of not only Sales Hub, but of multiple parts of the platform. This is a prime example of using the 4070 approach to guided learning, as described by Colin Paul. The 4070 approach can be used effectively to improve decision making and learning within organisations by reinforcing that you can't have all the information at all times, and waiting until you do have all the information actually means losing out on opportunities. Regardless of how good a process is, mistakes will happen, and that's fine. Many of us fear making tough decisions, and when the moment comes to make a tough decision, we look for information to help make the decision, but we are not too sure on how much information is adequate to make a good decision. Paul prescribes the amount of information that one needs to reach a conclusion as between 40 and 70% of the total information available. With less than 40% of information, we're bound to make the wrong decision. At the same time, if we keep looking for information beyond 70%, then by the time we decide on the conclusion, it will be so late that others will have already taken that decision and moved on, or we've become too overwhelmed and can't actually make a decision at all. According to Dr. Stephen Anderson, a leadership author and analyst, we as human beings can tap into intuition to fill in the rest of the 30% gap between the 70% of information that we get and the full information required to make a decision. Our intuition in problem solving, or guts, comes in handy to help people make good decisions in spite of having less than complete information. If you aspire to drive adoption within the wider organisation, you need to empower the users to lead the process. In the example above, we gave the users too much information and stifled their learning and leadership. This principle may not be easy to embrace as you're leading the implementation processes and, as such, you're not meant to be unaware or have incomplete information. But this is actually a negative approach that won't improve your project because at some point a good implementation is about the team and not your structures. A great implementation is about aligning the systems and enabling the users to make their lives easier, more efficient and ensure that they have enough information available to make more correct decisions than wrong ones. A failed system is one that is so rigid that it allows for no wrong decisions and will make so few moves or discoveries that is essentially inert. The reality of the example above is that the company didn't know every detail of how the new system would fit into the larger organisation. This is completely normal and things do change during the implementation. It's your job to help them to sort this out and enable and align them. A successful implementation will be built on your ability to be flexible with the users and ensure that you empower them and align the technology to fit into their company like a puzzle piece. In conclusion, 
A CRM implementation is about more than just great tech. It's about the people and the destination they're going to. Implementing a CRM is difficult but highly rewarding, as there are few activities that will ever have a bigger organizational impact. It's your responsibility to create a system that empowers the users of the platform and gives them consistent direction and information whilst empowering them to problem solve. You need to remember that at its core, CRM implementation is about the people involved from the users up to the CEO and it's your job to help them understand exactly who and what a new CRM will directly and indirectly impact across the company. Always bear in mind, a CRM exists to enable a company to compete and to grow, bringing the talents of their best and brightest to the forefront of the company and empowering them to do more.